You're listening to Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, it's been a long pre-season or off-season, but for me, uh, you know, I'm always excited when it comes to February, March, and we're leading in towards the footy resuming. Absolutely, mate. Uh, it's that time of year where everyone's fit and firing. You know, it seems like every club reckons they've got a tilt at the flag. Um, <laughs> everyone's burning up the track. Uh, so it's a nice nice place for optimism before we get into the season proper. But uh, certainly, uh, yeah, like we've been spruiking you know, for the last year, I certainly reckon there is quite a lot of reason for optimism uh, for the Bomber faithful this year. And, uh, yeah, it's been great to see, yep, some excellent training reports, as always, from the fine team on Bomber Blitz. So thanks, Scooter, uh, Knackers and Co. Uh, that's been fantastic. Um, but also, mate, we had a bit of an interclub uh, yesterday, so Wednesday the 16th. Yes, um, it was always good to see some kind of action. And even now, obviously, we're not playing 22 against 22. Um, you know, we certainly saw some good highlights there and a number of players not playing, of course. But um, a couple of newbies trying to put their hands up for those uh, SSP sh- uh, spots. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see your take on some of that, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I quite like the way that, uh, you know, Essendon's um, really sort of promoted uh, this intra club. They know, you know, how um, diehard the Bomber fans are and how much we love our footy. And um, they've made quite a professional sort of production. You know, they've got Julian DeStoop and Cal Toomey hosting. And I'll tell you what, mate, like listening to the commentary, I found it fantastic, particularly from Cal Toomey, who was able to talk about you know, the development of some players, you know, whether it's the SSP guys, whether it's new draftees we've got in the club, um, just his his knowledge around uh, the players, where they've come from, um, you know, their development um, and, and where they, you know, where he sort of sees they could um, get to it was just uh, brilliant. And obviously, uh, Julian DeStoop, you know, he's uh, classy lines as always. Um, you know, it, it's great to have a, uh, a bomber supporter in the media, Um so uh, no, that was that was fantastic um, for mine, and even the the coverage itself, like was, um, you know, there was there was no breaks. the The quality of the uh, the video and audio was really good. Um, had a number of interviews throughout the the broadcast, which went for you know two and a half hours, you know, a bit more. Um, so I thought it was a really great effort from the club to to really get behind it. Yeah, and um, who grabbed your eye, mate? Like, was there a few there that you know really you know, grabbed your attention? Ah, oh, there there are a few, mate. But I suppose for different reasons. I guess you know when I look at it, I suppose when all of us realists kind of look at it, uh, you go, you know, those guys who are, you know, you're, you're out and out best twenty-two players. Um, most of those guys put in, you know, I suppose the effort required to get what they needed out of it, uh, but they didn't need to shine on a day like uh, yesterday, whereas the younger guys who need to put their hand full, hand up if they want a uh, you know, spot on the list, um, some of those guys really um, shine out and, you know, probably none more so than, uh, you know, Tex Wanganin kicking a couple of classy goals and uh, obviously Nick Martin kicking four. Um, you know, other guys put their hand up, uh, you know, obviously Clark, um, you know, you know what you're always going to get from him. He um, had a, out of leather poisoning, just about he was he was grabbing everything. Um, Fayo had uh, you know glimpses where you thought, geez, he can use the footy well and has a lick of pace on him. Um, 
Uh, yeah, and apart from that, was some um, obviously strong um, performances from yeah, guys like Darcy Parrish. Um, but I guess the one that stands out against all was uh, Caldwell. He was he was absolutely unreal. It'll be exciting to get something out of him. We, you know, we paid to get him. Obviously, the club valued him, and GWS did too. So, um, you know, we had to give up what ended up being a first round pick. We yes, we got something back, but I mean, when you give away first round picks, generally means you know you're going for a, a gun. And we saw a small glimpse of that um, last year when he could play, but obviously he was injured for most of the season. Uh, um, we saw early days in that final, mate. He, he found a lot of the footy in the first quarter and obviously, understandably, ran out of steam. Yep. But, um, yeah, if he can get a full preseason or, you know, as best as he can and and be prepared to, uh, you know, do the work, which I'm sure he will, because uh, mm. one of the great things about him is his work rate and leadership skills, Um for a young guy. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Let's just hope we can keep him on the park. You know, he's been oh. plagued by hamstring injuries and, you know, leg injuries. So, um, yeah, but, yeah, he found the footy easily, didn't he? He certainly did, mate. And, like, that point where he said, like, we just need to make sure we do everything we can to sort of keep him on the park. You know, that was uh, – look, he he done all he needed to, to show the team what he can do and um, and all the rest of it. Uh, so, they um, – yeah, took him off after half time, which I think was a, a very good decision. Um, because you know, as, as great as it was to to see him, uh, there's no good, you know, starring an intercard match in in February. Like we want this guy to perform for us, um, yeah, over the full course of the year and, and indeed many years to come. So, um, no, I thought that was a good uh, decision there. I, I thought uh, I'd go through briefly, Jane. Um, you know, regarding the teams, um, and particularly uh, to go through those guys who weren't available and we might have a quick discussion on, on some of those. Uh, so and pretty handy players among here. So starting off with uh, Dylan Shield, uh, obviously a bit of quad tightness, Jake Stringer, groin soreness, uh, Zach Reed still coming back from injury, Kyle Langford with that shoulder, Jake Kelly um, didn't play. He ran laps with, with Langford. Um, so that's, that's good, but I'd be interested to, uh, not not sure what his injury is there, Jane, or what the issue is. Perhaps you have more news. But uh, um, then, obviously, uh, Anthony McDonald, Tip Woody. Um, but fantastically, he actually rocked up at the club, um, you know, at least an hour before the match, and actually put in a, a solid hour of, of training. So not only did he rock up, but he uh, um, you know done some training as well. So that uh, that's a massive um, you know boon. For, for the club, not just to have him at the club, but to have him in a mindset where he actually wanted to train there. That's great. I mean, obviously, we're not expecting him to, you know, ramp up super quick, but just that mindset to go, no, nah, I'm, I'm still around. I'm, I'm still, you know, doing some work here and there. I reckon that's fantastic. Uh, and then rounding out our list, so um, Harry Jones um, didn't take part. Uh, looks like he'll be back in the next week or so. Uh, Michael Hurley, obviously, still recovering, but again, done some uh, running. Uh, and Sam Durham, um, you know, he, he came back really fit uh, by all accounts uh, to uh, you know, pre-season, um, but has, uh, you know, been missing on the track of late. So hopefully whatever the niggle is there, he'll be able to recover. But tell you what, mate, there's some very handy players there uh, amongst those not playing in the inter-club. Yeah, it's a huge... Uh... 
you know, list number of uh, players. Well, understandably, you're not going to take risks in February. Um, and obviously, some of these guys are going to be battling the clock to get ready for round one. Um, you know, I'm really concerned about the Stringer one. Maybe I'm just jumping at shadows, but, um, you know, I just think he's the difference maker for us. Um, he makes us, you know, so much better when he plays. Um, and he's, you know, by all accounts, again, he had a great preseason. Um, borderline flying, as he quoted uh, from <laughs> last year. But, um, yeah, no, this year he, you know, been running 2K time trials and so forth. But, um, you know, groins learners can be a you know, real concern because obviously, um, you know, uh, he's a bit old for OP. But, I, I mean, like, it's not to say it can't happen to 27-year-olds. So, um, yeah, and again, maybe I'm just floating that too early, but um, I just hope he's going to be right, you know, early in the season. Uh, would love to be him right for round one, but um, and with AMT, like again, another real game changer. Um, obviously, you know, his most important thing is his uh, well-being. So, um, but he needs to do, focus on himself and just make sure he's right to be able to taste, take the rigours of, you know, AFL footy. Um, so that's takes as long as it takes, I guess. But, I, I mean, for us as fans, um, it's always great to watch, you know, him put on a show. Um, and he just provides so much enthusiasm. Um, you know, out in the field, it looks like his teammates really gravitate to that. So, yeah, let's hope that, um, you know, we can see him, you know, prior to, you know, prior, earlier than what we thought we might have seen him because uh, floated early after he left the club that, you know, we might not see him back to halfway through the season or whatever. Um, you know, I'd love to see him, you know, again, personally, you know, feel better enough to be able to play footy. Um, but if he can, get back out in the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and obviously with Bruce Shield that quad tightness, but all reports he was he was running at a decent clip um you know before the match. Uh you know, it's giving everyone the, the thumbs up. So looked looked pretty good. Uh so yeah, hopefully it's just you know a bit of precaution. Um and uh yeah obviously with Jackie Stringer we'd all love to see him back. Um as as with all the um you know players that, that didn't take part on the day uh and with Michael Hurley I mean sounds like uh yeah, for more reports, he's quite ahead of schedule of where they thought he might be, um, you know, at this time of the year. And, uh, you know, his, his running seems to be good. I saw him in, um, like there's a bit of footage of him, you know, picking up a ground ball at training. I'm, I'm tipping he's not doing that all the time. But, uh, look, there's, they're great signs that, uh, you know, he's getting back uh, to a level of fitness. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we, we can see him out in the park again during the year. Uh, now, um, before the game, they, they spoke, um, you know, Julian DeStoop and Cal Toomey spoke briefly to uh, Ben Rutten. Um, and, yeah, about, yeah, what does he want to achieve out of this intra-club? And, yeah, a few interesting um, comments I sort of got from Jane. You know, he sort of saw it as an extension of pre-season, but building into games. So, I guess, yeah, building that bridge um, of, you know, training, you know, you your blocks there, uh, but then well, this is what we're actually building too, the, the, the games themselves, so uh, players getting the confidence and getting used to preparing for a game, 
um, you know, having the umpires out there was a really important one, particularly with, you know, adjustments to rules, um, uh, which surely happens every year. Um, he mentioned that, uh, you know, the quarter length, uh, they'd sort of designed it in a way where, you know, they weren't going to go flat track um, straight away. So it was uh, the first two quarters were of uh, 25 minutes each uh, with a kind of like a, a half time timeout uh, in between there. Uh, you know, not, not counting, like it was just 25 minutes straight, so no time on or anything like that. Um, and then the, the last two quarters were 20 minutes each, again, with that uh, timeout in the middle there. Um, they broke it up into you know, Team Black, Team Red. Uh, Cara Sala was coaching the Black team uh, with uh, Gian Siracusa coaching the Red team. Um, he, he spoke briefly about the, um, you know, the, I guess, recovery of uh, Dylan Sheil and, and Jake Stringer. He said, with regards to Sheil, Look, he's done everything with us. He's in really good condition, um, but they didn't want to take a risk with his quad. But uh, he'll be back next week at training, so that's excellent to hear uh, that the club's um, backing him in. Uh, with Stringer, he said, look, he's had a great preseason. Uh, he was getting some groin soreness, uh, so they were being very conservative uh, to set him up to get a, a full season out of him. So that, that sounds pretty positive. Uh, look, obviously, we're, um, you know, there's going to be spin um, on it one way or the other. By, you know, obviously we're not in the industry and we don't know, we're not doctors or anything like that, but from everything we hear, like the, the groin can be a particularly tricky area. Um, you know, if, if you continue to uh, play, you can flare up, as we sort of saw with uh, Joe Danaher situation. Um, so I think taking the conservative approach is, is good early. Um and I also found it interesting, mate, um, when they actually started the game, um, I just took note of the starting centre four for each team. So the, um, you know, the team black um, started with Draper, Hobbs, Parrish and Perkins. Uh, so it's great that they yeah, threw Hobbs straight in the fire. Get in there, mate. Um, obviously, Parrish is that experienced uh, inside mid now. Uh, and Perkins getting that, that uh, run in the midfield role. You know, that's where we wanted to build to. Um, so it's great he got a bit of exposure there. Uh, and the red team, um, you know, Phillips starting in the ruck, uh, and then Waterman, McGrath, and Caldwell. Now, with Waterman, um, you know, from all reports, he's been doing a lot of running over the preseason. Uh, not like it seems like he's been doing running as opposed to taking part in, you know, match sim stuff or um, or even some of the um, sort of smaller drills. They really want to focus on getting his running up and going um, and I, I, I kind of see it that they put him in the midfield to go, okay, look, you've done all this running and that's great, but this is the level you sort of need to get to. Um, so I dare say you would have uh, you know, blown a few cobwebs out um, there, Jane. Um, so uh, actually before I get into, you know, going into you know, what we saw in, in each of the quarters and whatever, um, I just wanted to uh, read out the, the teams or the initial team setups anyway. Um, so thank you, Conjunctivitis um, from uh, Bonga Blitz for, for posting this up. Um, so the team red um, was Andrew McGrath, Jai Caldwell, Zach Merritt, Tom Cutler, Jordan Ridley, Jaden Laverde, James Stewart, Dyson Hipple, Nick Bryan, Mason Redman, Braden Ham, Andrew Phillips, Dylan Clark, Alec Waterman, Tom Hurd, 
Tex Wanganine, Ronald Fejo, uh, Sam Conforti from the VFL, Joe Atley from the VFL, and Joel Fitzgerald again from the VFL. Uh, Team Black uh, was Sam Draper, Darcy Parrish, Devin Smith, Ben Hobbs, Aaron Francis, Will Snelling, Nick Cox, Archie Perkins, Nick Hind, Peter Wright, Kane Baldwin, Alistair Lord, Brandon Zerk Thatcher, Matt Guelphy, Garrett McDonough, Cody Brand, Keen McBride, Nick Martin, Carl Waitman from the VFL, Ken McLeod from the VFL, and Cooper Anderson again from the VFL. So pretty, uh, pretty even sides there. You'd have to pick there, Jane. Yeah, it certainly wasn't um, you know the best side versus the up and comers. So um, you know, obviously they wanted it to be competitive, and yeah, you know, those sides you know kind of you know, present that. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll just go through, you know, what I sort of picked out each quarter. Um, and I'll be interested to hear your thoughts, Jane. Um, you know, obviously, for that first quarter, Francis kicked the first goal to the black team. Uh, he just outbodied Cutler, uh, who was playing in defence, and marked solidly to kick it through from 25 metres out. But I think, um, you know, one thing Aaron can do is he knows how to read the footy, uh, but also use his body. And, um, you know, Cutler obviously learning that defensive role. Um, you know, obviously just got a sort of outclassed there. But uh, look, then we saw Tex Wanganin pick up a grubber, grubber kick from Merritt, uh, which just, you know, tumbled across the deck. And uh, <laughs> when he picked it up, he, he looked behind him to see who was chasing him, saw it was Zerk Thatcher, and he thought, you know, I'm going to take him on. And he, he ran, took a bounce, and kicked a classy goal for the red team. And tell you what, mate, it was exciting to see. He's got pretty good lick of pace on him. Yeah, it would be great um, if if we do end up selecting him because um, I was gutted when the last Manganine left us, mate, and he ended 96. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a long time between drinks having a Manganine. But, um, yeah, like, yeah, it'd be great if, um, you know, we get to see Tex call Essendon home. Um, and it sounds like it's heading that way, but um, until it's a done deal... Um, yeah, I'm waiting for Dodoro to pull out a name out of the hat that we haven't heard from yet. Yeah. <laughs> One from the Gimpy Twos or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, then we saw Peter Wright make a clever pass from the pocket to Draper, uh, straight in front, about 30 metres out. Uh, but as we know, Draper has his kicking woes and that continued. His, his kick was offline and certainly that's going to be a big area of improvement for, for Draper. Yeah, he has to work on that, mate, because, um, you know, he's a imposing force out in the ground but um yeah he can be even more imposing if he starts you know nailing those shots at goal so i just hope he does a lot of work on that because he could be you know a real you know, point of difference if he can start adding a few goals yeah absolutely um then we saw ham kick a goal for the red team after he got a 50 meter penalty paid to him after lord encroached on the mark you know it's pretty harsh but yeah, that's, that's the rule. So um, uh, he dobbed that from, I think, about 40, 45 metres out or something like that. Uh, then we saw Phillips take a mark just outside 50 and release Fayo. Uh, and he just waltzed into the 50, you know, taking a bounce on his way in front of McBride and dobbed a little grubber through the big stick. So uh, pretty classy bit of play there. Um, you know, James, uh, Dylan Clark, he, he kept finding the footy. Uh, but every kick, to me, uh, was untidy. 
Uh, and apart from going forward, it really didn't advantage the side. Um, and I think for me, that's the limitation he's always had. And I can't see that improving um, personally. Um, you know, as hard as he works, as much as he finds the footy and as much as the other players love him, I just can't see him complimenting our new game playing style. Yeah, he's a real goer. We know that. Um, you know, popular around the club. But um, I actually thought when we drafted Ben Hobbs, that might have been his death knell, so to speak. And I mean that in mm. football terms, obviously. But, um, yeah, I just think that you know, Hobbs is going to be, obviously, you know, he's still very young, his first year of footy. But, you know, he's already got the body to play that inside mid. Um, you know, I want to put games into him this year. He was earlier this year. So, mm. yeah, I just can't see a spot for Clark. Um, but, you know, from all reports, uh, yeah, he's really invested in trying to win his spot back. So, um, and as I said, when you got Adrian Dodoro leading the show, um, he'll be the one that will have the final call. And I reckon, um, you know, he's still a chance at this stage. Yes, it certainly is. Um, but yeah, after a bit of time out for a break, Parrish hit the scoreboard with a kick from outside 50 after Francis made a nice intercept, uh, sort of one-hand grab and a nice deft pass and showed some good vision from Francis. And one thing, you know, we know he can do is he's, he's got a beautiful kick on him. So, um, yeah, that was really nice to see. And then we saw, yeah, a brilliant goal from Caldwell. He just snaffled the ball up off the deck with one hand, faked one way and then straightened up to snap it through. And, you know, he got the clearance out of the middle not long before that. So tell you what, he was, he was looking bloody good, mate. No, he certainly was. Found a heap of the footy. Um, and just, you know, he's very strong. And, you know, he's quite short compared to some of the other mids in our area. But, um, yeah, I actually just showed his tenacity trying to win the footy. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, yeah, and obviously Nick Hind, he was everywhere, mate. Um, yeah, with his, his run, carry, pinpoint kicks, uh, he looks in great condition. Yeah, I forgot to mention him as one of those players that really stood out to me. He was certainly, you know, almost bog for mine. Um, so, um, no, nah, that was fantastic. And uh, at quarter time, mate, was the red team four goals, three, 27 to uh, the black teams, two goals, two, 14. Uh, so, yeah, some, some good signs there. Uh, the boys were certainly puffing. Uh, it's quite different, you know, that, that match um, match play to, uh, you know, running around on the field, like, you know, doing laps or, you know, handball drills or whatever it is. So, um, um, yeah, it was good for them to uh, blow the cobwebs out. Uh, and then starting that second quarter, the next goal again came through Caldwell. Uh, you know, he pounced on a loose ball in the middle and, Passed it off to Clark, who released Ham, who kicked it into Caldwell, who um, got straight in front about 30, 30 metres out from goal. Uh, but he popped it over the top unselfishly to Nick Conforti from our VFL. Uh, it was all alone in the square, and he uh, he dubbed it through. So some nice team play there. Uh, then we saw Perkins for the black team uh, kick one through from a set, set shot after Nick Hind ran through the middle of the ground and did the old one-two with Hobbs and hit Perkins beautifully and like that's something you know we saw last year um but yeah obviously we want to see happen more and more like uh be able to release Hind um and Ridley for that matter uh with their beautiful kicking 
Uh, and obviously that lick of pace that um, Nick Hines got was absolutely fantastic. Um, and I thought, James Francis showed some uh, good intent. You know, he was running up to the wings to, to find some footy. And uh, geez, he's got some beautiful hands when he starts clunking them. Uh, and his kicking to smart options was really good too, uh, including when he marked one on the wing and then kicked it just inside 50 to Nick Martin, who went back and kicked a goal for the black team. Yeah, I think Aaron Francis, uh, this is uh, his time. Do you know what I mean? Like after a, a long apprenticeship and, yeah, he's had some battles along the way. But I think uh, Essendon are invested in him actually having a key focal point up forward. Um, they need him to embrace that role. Yeah. I think, um, you know, adding, you know, Cali to the side, I think our back line is... You know, no longer needs Aaron Francis. Yeah. And his spot is going to be as a forward who, you know, is, can take a really great mark. But um, I guess the, the big question is, has he got the work rate, um, you know, to fight through when the footy's not coming easily to you? And that's his big challenge this year. But, you know, I think early days especially, the club's going to, you know, push him forward and, and see what they can get out of him. Absolutely, mate. And with a you know, kind of depleted forward line, really, um, you know, the the, uh, the spot's there for him. Uh, he's just got to take it with both hands. Uh, so at halftime, mate, it was the red team, five, go- five goals, four, 34, to the black team, four goals, three, 27. And then we um, had Julian DeStoop and Cal Toomey having a chat with Michael Hurley. And it was great to see the big bear um, out there, looked in good spirits. Um, he sort of mentioned he was tracking well, building up his running over the last four to six weeks. Um, you know, enjoyed being back out on the main oval, doing some higher intensity running. So, yeah, obviously he's been building up, um, you know, his body, um, uh, you know, just from a health status point of view. But now to be able to do some uh, more physically um, uh, testing, you know, running, it's, it's that's great, great signs and. Yeah, as I said, he looked in great spirits, mate, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And um, the good thing about it too is last year, I think we all remember him looked very sickly, you know, even his skin colour. You know, it was, a, you know, when you're really unwell, your, your, your skin pigmentation changes. And, yeah, it's quite pallid. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to see, you know, obviously training through summer but yeah he's, he's got a bit more tone and skin tone uh skin color tone um which makes him look more healthy as well yeah absolutely mate nah great to see the bear out there and i'm sure the boys are loving having him around as well uh so we went into the third quarter a couple of changes so uh deb smith and caldwell went off i think uh andrew phillips also went off you know just managed minutes no injuries uh, noted by the club and certainly didn't look to be carrying anything. So, um, and I think Dev Smith um, actually continued doing some running, um, you know, while the, the match was going on. So, um, uh, certainly um, good to put him in cotton wool um, rather than risk any injury. So, uh, uh, along with that, uh, Cox went to the red team. Um, there might have been some other changes, but uh, yeah, I guess, you know, Caldwell had done his bit, you know, he copped a bit of leather poisoning from that first half and uh, yeah, better to um, yeah, shelve him um, for a bit um, yeah, while the other boys played. Um, so starting that third quarter, we saw Fao Jr. 
um, kick a nice set shot goal for the red team about 40 metres out after Waterman sent it a nice pass to him, which uh, yeah, it would have been 15 metres if that. I think the umps were quite generous to it um, yeah, with, the, with the readings there, but uh, that was a nice goal from Peo Jr. Uh, and then we saw a huge roost from Redmond, uh, who snaffled a handball from McGrath and then just belted it through for a goal from outside 50 for the Reds. And uh, he gave his signature uh, celebration, mate. Yeah, we saw that a number of times, especially later in the season. Um, so I think opposition teams will be waiting for that little handball for running Redmond um, going towards goal. Yeah. Um, but having said that, uh, he has got a lovely kick on him at times. And, um, yeah, that's what we need is just, you know, make our defensive players make themselves offensive threats and, you know, Redmond can run and receive a handball or Hine can run through the middle and use his pace and break the lines. Um, you know, it's your halfback flankers really making the opposition defenders uh, really nervous. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, and then... Yeah, I saw. I sort of noticed Franger a bit more in that quarter. You know, I thought he showed a lot of improvement in his running. Um, you know, he went for a mark on the wing toward defence, uh, and then was able to get up forward and again squared the ball beautifully to Nick Martin. Uh, you know, Martin didn't kick it through, but you know, I just thought that that running from Francis, you know, from one end of the ground to the other, uh, not something we've often seen uh, before in his playing career. Uh, and then we saw McBride, you know, seem to go down with a bit of an ankle injury. Um, yeah, hopefully it was something minor, which I dare say it was because he came back on in the fourth quarter. But uh, yeah, we certainly cramped up a fair bit in that fourth. So perhaps just uh, just a bit of cramp there. Uh, and then we saw Hobbs. You know, I, I got to say, mate. Um, you know, Hobbs. He he won't die wondering. Um, he throws himself into everything. And look, I, I think honestly, yeah, we'll all say he was outclassed in the day. You know, when you've got competition like Caldwell. Um, you know, like Merritt, like Parrish, or you know, whoever else he was up against. Um, it was always going to be a tough day for him. And I think he, he realised he was up against men on the day. And, you know, he actually tried, you know, a move he's probably done, you know, hundreds of times in his junior career. And he tried to use his body against Dylan Clark. Uh, but Dylan Clark obviously just, um, you know, sat up um, and just flattened him and had him winded. Uh, I love the intent, though, from Hobbs. Um, but, yeah, as I said, you'll, you'll definitely know he's playing against men um, on the day. Um, Heard, I sort of noticed as well. Like, I thought he looked really plucky, James. Um, you know, he didn't back down from any contest. Uh, you know, we, we saw him bring down Zerk Thatcher in a tackle. We, we, you know, Zerk Thatcher tried to give him the old don't argue, but uh, he, he brought him down. Um, he just seems like a, a bloke who, you know, just will throw himself at everything. I think he, yeah, obviously outclassed and still has a lot of work to do you know, with regards to how he uses the footy, how he finds the footy and all the rest of it. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought his ability to get to the, you know, the drop of the ball um, was good. So he can obviously read the play uh, fairly well. Uh, it's that next evolution will be, okay, what do you do when you get there? You know, getting clean hands, um, you know, being able to dispose of it. Uh, efficiently and um, and effectively, uh, you know, there was one part there where, you know, he, he grabbed the footy and, you know, tried a, a snap towards goal, um, yeah, but it landed short. But fortunately, 
that was snaffled up by Wanganin, who dribbled it across his body from a very tight angle, mate, to kick his second goal. And got to say, when Hurd kicks it to Wanganin and you get a goal out of it, it's very exciting as a Bombers fan. Haven't seen that since '96. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, again, um, I I tend to agree with yeah your point there of Re Hobbs and um, playing against men. Um, haven't said that at 18 years of age. Geez, built well, and um, oh, yeah. he'll add he'll add to that in the coming years. But yeah, uh, I still think like this is great learning against your own. Um, yeah. And I'm sure I've got a really strong feeling we're going to see him against the doggies as well um, in that practice match. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he, what kind of game time and where he plays in that game. Yeah, absolutely. No, but like he's, he's someone I want playing straight away. Just his intent. Um, you know, no, he probably won't get a lot of uh, midfield minutes straight away, but um, certainly there's enough contests around the ground that he could... Uh, you know, play his trade, um, and you know we're we're missing some small forwards, mate. And he's he's shown in his junior career he's uh, got a knack for goal. Um, so I don't know, let, let's hope uh, we see him on the park more often than not. Um, then we saw McDonough. Um, he'd been relatively quiet for mine. Um, you know, he kicked one towards Peter right up forward. He wasn't able to mark, but the crumb was taken by Carl Waitman. Um, no, no relation to uh, uh, Cody Waitman. Um, yeah, even the, the sound of his name still uh, brings up uh, bad memories for me. But uh, yeah, Carl Waitman joined the game um, from a VFL list and kicked the goal for the black team. So I uh, had good on Carl. Uh, and then just on the siren, we saw Nick Bryan take a mark from about 40, 45 metres out. And he kicked it beautifully right on 50 Um yeah, and just dubbed it, which was great to see. Uh, and at three-quarter time, it was the red team, 10 goals, four uh, to the black team. I've forgotten for the moment, but um, no, it was uh, yeah, still nice to see, uh, see the plays out there, Jane. Yeah, it's an interesting year for Nick Bryan. Um, you know, there's apparently a bit of interest in him at the end of last year um, before he signed on. And, you know... Um, yeah, he kind of rolled the dice. But, you know, he stuck loyal with, with us. Um, and I really hope one day we do see a, a Brian and Draper tandem because um, you know, he's got a massive leap for it on him. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you know, he, he seems quite skilled from what I've seen. Like, you know, um, for a Ruffman, I should uh, hesitate yeah. to say. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how his career goes. And, uh, you know... Um, as someone whispered at the end of last year, you know, if, if we were loading into Ben King, who unfortunately, you know, did his ACL, mm. that, um, you know, some of the players we might have to put up towards the Gold Coast would be someone like a Nick Bryan who can, you know, potentially do a decade of ruck work up there. Mm. But, um, yeah, like that's obviously, you know, uh, something to discuss a lot later. But, um, yeah, I'm really interested to see what the club where the club sees Nick and uh, what he can do for us long-term. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, you know, that, that tandem you talk about, um, you know, a really exciting prospect. You know, Sam Draper with his out-and-out grunt and Nick Bryan, I think he's got a lot of a lot of skills, particularly at ground level for a big bloke. Um, you know, can use a footy well by foot as well, which is uh, 
a pretty rare skill for the uh, for the taller variety. Um, yeah, so nah, be pretty exciting. Um, then we saw Julian Stoop and Cal Toomey have a chat with Xavier Campbell, and um, you know, he gave his insights on a few things. You know, he talked about the development of the hangar. Um, he said like they're at the semi-open stage of the hangar, uh, which is a bit frustrating. Um, but he said, you know, the hangar is something that we're really proud of, and uh, we've doubled the high performance and admin area for us here, for us uh, at the ground there, which is uh, yeah, I suppose good from a um, executive's point of view. But hopefully, we'll see the the profits of that um, you know, out on the field, particularly the high performance area. Um, yeah, he mentioned his his, yeah, his thoughts on the game. He said, "Look, some good footy early, a bit scrappy." Uh, Later on, but uh, yeah, that's what we're kind of looking for, you know, to see the younger guys play some footy and uh, see what they can do both with and without the ball. I thought that was a, you know, a good point he made because, you know, it's your running patterns. It's like, do you still work hard when you don't have the footy as to when you, when you do have it? So that was a um, uh, good comment there. And then he said, uh, with regards to um, the SSP spots, he said, like our, our list management meeting, Will happen the next fortnight. Um, so it sounds like we're going right up to the uh, wire, mate, to make our decision there. Um, and that's where they'll have a good chat about which way they'll go. Um, but he, he sort of said, look, at the end of the day, uh, with regards to our list strategy, with regards to the, um, the coaching panel, with regards to you know, how they're developing the squad, he said, we're not playing to win a final. We are playing to win a premiership, um, which, again, I suppose speaks to that alignment of the club which yeah, we, we've really lacked for a long time. Um, so it's great to see that they you know, they have that vision and, and they're not, um, I suppose, ashamed of saying, no, we want to win a premiership. You know, previously, um, you know, we've been pretty hesitant to uh, put any big claims against the club or um, you know, strong um, goals out there. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, that's what we're there for. So um, yeah, I'm glad he made that comment and, he said, what As Elvis want. said, mate, yep. <laughs> a little less conversation, a little more action. <laughs> that's, what, um, that's what I want to see because, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, coming up 17 years now or 17 years, um, you know, well, we have gone through phases where we have talked ourselves up and, you know, we saw our um, strategic plan and, you know, of course, you know, Richmond did one and everyone mocked them and, of course, when we released released ours, we got mocked, and mm. you know, the only way you can reply is by actually performing when it counts. And um, you know, I, like I really hope we we are heading in the right direction. Obviously, our age demographics going to be younger compared to like a, a side like Geelong or even Port Adelaide. So, you know, we've got some yards to go, but um, we've just got to be, you know, really. You know, really go after our strategy and, and actually stick to it. Um, and and the main thing is just retain the players you need to and, and, and add if you can. Yeah, and that's it. And like his next point he spoke about, like goes directly towards that. He said, look, consistency is what we're building for and consistency is a sign of a really great team. And uh, and that's what we're building here at the club. So um, yeah, exactly what you said, mate. Like they've, they've made this plan, but you've got to stick to it. You've got to, um, yeah, as you say, like, um, back your plays in, uh, back the structures, and uh, and really go for it. Um, yeah, so you can't go in half-hearted. So, no, I thought that was um, 
good comments there uh, from our CEO. Um, going into the fourth quarter, um, you know, the first goal came through Nick Martin, who roved a juggling footy in the forward line and ran into kick a pretty easy goal. Uh, and then we saw Nick Bryan come off with a bit of a limp. Uh, so again, hopefully it's just something minor. Um, yeah, no need to take any risks. I certainly haven't heard that it was uh, anything serious, but uh, again, we're not in club land. Um, and uh, yeah, we saw Nick Cox uh, yeah, have a go at the ruck roll, um, uh, which was good. So we got a bit more of the footy that quarter. Uh, we saw Cam McLeod from our VFL side, you know, kicked a goal for the red team. Uh, nice little uh, snap from the boundary line there before uh, Nick Martin swooped in on a loose footy in the pocket. Did a bit of a pirouette around James Stewart and managed to kick it through for a goal. That was a nice bit of play, wasn't it, Jane? Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, he's a, I don't know, a bit unassuming, Nick Martin, but he, he knew what he was doing. Um, kick four goals. Um, oh. yeah, like it's uh, he seems to have fairly decent hands. I thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it was, that was, it was great to see. Uh, then we saw Parrish kick another goal for the black team and. Look, he was, he was just so good all game, just a, a class above. Uh, and then we saw Tex Wanganin get a free after being met pretty solidly by McDonough. Um, and we saw, you know, Wanganin's field kicking really come to the fore. You know, he hit a beautiful pass to the advantage of Cutler. Like, he just floated it out there for him to run onto. Uh, you know, Cutler juggled the mark, um, unfortunately did take it. And he went, actually went back and kicked a beautiful goal uh, from just outside 50 on Pretty fair angle. Um, so it was a great goal from um, from Cutler. Uh, then we saw Guelphie kick a goal for the black team after waiting and pass it nicely to him, about 25 metres out straight in front. Uh, and at the end of the game, it was the uh, red team running out the victors, 12 goals, 4, 76 to the black team's 9 goals, 7, 61. Uh, so that was the game, game mate. Um, you know, did you make any more out of it? No, I just thought it was... a. Uh... Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, good. Scrap it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, playing um against each other. You know, it's not you're not playing for sheep stations, but um, yeah, it's good to you know have a, a a game where you know it's a little bit more intense. You have got umpires there, and you know, I believe the club asked for them to uh, umpire quite strongly. Um, yeah, really wanting to see them. You know, really set the standard, and um, I think that's going to be important. I think last year we saw a couple of times where you know we just didn't have the maturity to sometimes handle poor umpiring decisions, and that yep. kind of manufactured into more problems because you know it ended up leading to fifty meter penalties and and little run ons. So I think uh, Truck will be really keen to stamp that kind of stuff out of our um, you know out of our psyche. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, that's, and that's what it is. Like maturity as a group. Like, yes, we do have a, a young group, but uh, everyone sort of um, talked about how the, the groups really come together as a cohesive unit, and they're all working towards one thing. So, hopefully, um, you know that includes the the Dev Smiths of the world. Uh, we won't see any berating of umpires out there. You know, as much as us fans love doing it, um, you know, it doesn't help you on the day. I've never seen them. Um, yeah, apologise and say, oh, yeah, you're right. Um, I'll, I'll change that call. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's hope the boys are uh, all fully committed and, and, and mature with that. 
Um, but there's no more. Yeah, I think we yep. should have a break, mate. And yep. then um, when we come back, I think I think we should do a bit of long range stuff. Yep. Um, maybe let's predict the side for round one. And I know it's still a number of weeks away, and we're going to have some intra club. I mean, some extra games, and you know, we never know with injuries, but just a realistic round one side as of now might be interesting, and also just some predictions. Um, Maybe we can bolt and um, have a look at it at the end of the season. Yeah, pretty mate. Pretty uh, pretty tough to select the the side now. Looking at it, but uh, no, it'll be a great challenge. So I'll be looking forward to that after the break. And you're back listening to Don's cast. Mate, um, we've had a quick rundown of, or a long rundown, if some would say, of the uh, <laughs> intra-club game. Yeah. But um, let's uh, talk about what we're really interested in, and that's round one. And obviously we're a fair way from that, but let's do from long range um, where we actually think the side is at the moment. Yeah. Well... Like if you had to guess. What would the round one side look like? Yeah, I think there's a it's a tough one. It's it's definitely the oh, for mine the best list we've had for for quite some time in terms of depth. Um, so I'll just briefly go through oh, briefly or it's the whole side, but um, the side that we have currently um, on the list, um, and then uh, you know I'll, uh, briefly mention the. Those who were trading for the SSP spot. So uh, going from the list from number one all the way down to 49. Um, so we've got Andy McGrath, Sammy Draper, Darcy Parrish, Kyle Langford, Dev Smith, Jai Caldwell, Zach Merritt as vice captain, I believe. Um, I think our leadership group hasn't yet been confirmed, but uh, you know, hopefully someone will pull me up there if, uh, if it has. Um Ben Hobbs, Dylan Shield, Aaron Francis, Will Snelling, Tom Cutler, Nick Cox, Jordan Ridley, and Jaden Laverty. Uh, Michael Hurley, Nick Hind, Peter Wright, Dyson Heppler as captain again, going to his sixth season, uh, which is fantastic. Um, Sammy Durham, Harrison Jones, Nick Bryant, Jake Stringer, Kane Baldwin, Mason Redman, Alistair Lord, Jake Kelly, Brandon Zerk Thatcher, uh, Zach Reed, Josh Eyre, Matt Guelphy, Garrett McDonough. Cody Brand, Patrick Voss, Keen McBride, Anthony McDonald, Tip Woody, Alec Waterman, and Tom Hurd. So, like out of those names there, Jane, it's it's bloody hard to um, you know, you, you even look at, you know, just on a numbers basis, um, go from one to twenty-five, uh, and already you have to cut three three players from that. And it's it's pretty hard, like even uh, noting some of the injuries we've had. Uh, and then after that, obviously, class players as well. So um, that's the full side as we currently have it. Um, oh, actually, forgetting uh, my apologies. Uh, so obviously, Archie Perkins, James Stewart, Braden Ham, and Andrew Phillips um, to make out the, the full list there. So just uh, that's four more names to, to take into consideration. Um, those training for an SSP spot, James. So currently got Dylan Clark, Tex Wanganine, Ronald Fejo Jr., and Nick Martin. So, uh, yeah, obviously, Dylan Clark delisted him last year, uh, but training on to potentially grab a spot on the side. 
Uh, Tex Wanganeen from the James Hurd Academy, obviously had our eyes on him for quite a while. Uh, Ronald Feo Jr. from the Sanford Reserves. Um, and then Nick Martin from the Waffle. Um, and at this stage, mate, um, yeah, it, it's anyone's game. Uh, they all performed fairly well uh, at the Interclub and uh, indeed the uh, Interclub before that. You know, Nick Martin kicked a couple of goals. Um, Tex Wanganeen seemed to have uh, kicked a couple and done quite well. And, and Dylan Clark does what he always does and racks up putting the footy. Uh, the outside chance there, uh, for mine anyway, uh, is Ronald Feo Jr. Um, of all of them, I'd say with the ball in his hand, he is the classiest. Um, he is beautiful use of the footy. Uh, runs good lines when he's got it. Has a great lick of pace on him. Um, but just doesn't get it enough. And I, I think, um, you yeah, know, for mine, I, I, don't, um, I don't know if he'll get that spot. You know, personally, for my Tex Wanganeen, it's a bit of a no-brainer. He, um, yeah, he goes hard at the footy, shows plenty of class, has a lot of development for sure to go, but uh, seems a, uh, a real player. Um, and Nick Martin has sort of come out of, Nowhere for mine, you know, all training reports early were that, you know, he was okay and showed some good kicking ability, but didn't always get involved a whole lot. But in that match practice, um, he really came to the fore, kicking, kicking four goals in the in the uh, game yesterday. And then obviously a uh, couple of goals in the intra-club before that. Uh, seems a bit of a Kyle Langford type, um, as uh, people sort of say, and even kind of looks a bit similar to him. Um so out of those, it's uh, yeah, pretty pretty tough uh, choice. And obviously the, uh, the uh, yeah, Adrian Dodoro, um, Josh Marnie, they'll have a good look at the um, the players coming up into these two practice matches. Uh, you know, against the doggies next week, and then uh, there's I think it's the Saints the week after. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how we go in the end. But it looks like we're um, yeah, going right up to the deadline to actually make our choice. How do you well, see? I did hear um, Josh Marnie kind of hint that yeah, there's a chance we might take two players. Um, yeah. Whereas initially it was just we'll just take one now and we'll bank one for the mid-season draft. Um, yeah, I felt a softening in that where he almost said, yeah, we might take a couple of players. So, um, you know, maybe that you know, is leading towards like maybe a Martin and Wanganee, um, you know, um, two great surnames, I've got to say. If somebody said uh, you're getting Martin and Wanganee um, a couple of years ago, it would take them. But, um, you know, um, yeah, no, let's hope that, you know, I, I'm a fan of filling your list, but we've had some great luck at the um, mid-season as well with, you know, Snelling and Durham. And, um, yeah, I can understand why the club would want a banker pick as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of decisions to be made. That's for sure. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, obviously with that, um, yeah, you've got to wonder, you know, with uh, McDonald Tip and Woody not being uh, available for this first part of the season, um, we 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 need forwards, and um, you know, Nick Martin's shown himself as uh, you know to have a good goal sense. So I wonder if that's factored into the equation, uh, and certainly he done his uh, his chances no. Um, this service uh, through those games. Um, uh, those SSP guys, um, you know, I, I personally see Wanganin and, and Martin getting picked up. I, I would love to see Feo Jr. 
um, get given a spot in our VFL side, whether he'd take it or not, who knows. Um, but I'd like to see him get given a spot in our VFL side and say, look, develop um, your ability to uh, demand the footy, um, but also to work defensively. I felt, um, yeah, he was, he was good when he had the footy, um, but I just didn't feel like he, he worked hard enough defensively or um, yeah, didn't see him lay many tackles or anything like that. Um, that's just my, my personal opinion. Um, that's not a knock on him. You're playing against men as opposed to, you know, playing you know, second grade Sanford reserves. So um, it's, a, it's a big jump. Um, I'd love to see him develop because he's, he's certainly got the skills to be an AFL level player uh, for mine. Dylan Clark, as I mentioned before, I, I personally don't see him complementing a new style of play as great a bloke and, um, you know, as much as he can absolutely find the footy, I think he deserves a spot on an a, AFL side. Um, just I don't think we, we sort of need him with our depth of midfielders at this current stage. Um uh, is that sort of roughly aligned with your thoughts? Yeah, Jane? definitely. Yeah, t- totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, we're definitely on the same page there. Beautiful. Um, um, I might jump in, mate. What, yeah. what do you reckon? I, I might go first on this one. Go for it, mate. <laughs> My round one side. And this is based on if I think they'll be fit by round one or, you know, um, and it's very hard. To, I left out a number of players mm. that I felt may have, um, you know, may make me look silly and get games by the time the season starts. But, um, yeah, I've started with, uh, from the back line, Redmond, Laverde and Kelly. Mm-hmm. Then I've done Hind, Ridley and Heppel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shield, Merritt and McGrath. Mm-hmm. Stringer, Jones, and Langford. Mm-hmm. Smith, Peter Wright at full forward with Francis complimenting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draper, Caldwell, and Parrish. Yeah. And then my interchange is Snelling, Cox, Stewart, and Perkins. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I left out a number of players like Sam Durham, um, also you know, Ben Hobbs, um, Mac Welfy, who's been training very well. Um, and there's probably others that certainly could push their spot. So um, that's just a long-term thing. And Stringer, obviously, we're all waiting on if he can get himself up, um, you know, for the game, uh, you know, by round one. Uh, we all hope he does. But, um, yeah, that's about it. And like I said, there's no – in our forward line, you know, with Jones and Wright and um, Francis, I guess, yeah, you know, there's no dominant player there you can see kicking, you know, 50 plus goals. Like yeah. probably Stringer's the one that we know is capable of kicking 50. Yep. But um it's gonna have to be done by sharing the workload um to kick big amounts of goals. And obviously another big absentee there is uh, AMT, um, who you know we'd love to have back by round one, but you know, yeah. just to have him back would be great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um yeah, and you're right, mate. It's bloody tough. Um, yeah, you're leaving some very quality players, um, you know, either on the bench or, or not um, you know, playing at all in the day. Um, so it's it's pretty tough. Um, and it's interesting where, you know, even though we pick players, and, and you know, the, the magnets on the board don't always reflect on who actually um, starts where on the ground necessarily. Um 
but uh, yeah, there's some some guys in there. Uh, yeah, Stewart. I, I kind of think of. Uh, I think he had him on the bench, Jane. Um, he, for mine, is effectively our only guy who can go with the big gorillas. Um, so he's he's going to be needed a lot throughout the season. Hopefully, he can get plenty of um, support through the rest of the boys. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, there's so many positions where we we do have um, quite a lot of depth, but others, um, you know, we're quite short on. And um, you're right there, mate. And like the other one, obviously, won't play early days is Michael Hurley. Um, he's one of those ones who could take a, a bigger body uh, full forward. And you're right, considering we'll be playing Geelong, um, you know, probably Stewart's the one that'd want to go with the Hawkins. And um, you know, or Laverde's going to have to, you know, one of them's going to have to go to Cameron. And mm. um, yeah, so Geelong's going to be a real test for us early. Um, and you're right, you, you do need someone to to take on a Hawkins. And um, if it's not Laverde, and he's undersized, as we know, but he's got great tenacity, um, yeah, yeah, Stuart's going to be important. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, well, that was, a, that was a great listen, pretty strong squad. Um, uh, I'll go through mine, a few small changes, Um and I'm being optimistic on our um, on our injury front uh, with some of them, uh, and indeed, um, yeah, pretty probably seeing the um, guys with a few runs on the board um, and uh, giving them the opportunity first up. Um, but for my tip to play round one, so I start from the back line. Um, so Kelly Stewart Laverty, uh, halfbacks of Hind Ridley and Hebel. The centres I had Durham. Merritt and Shield. Um, yeah, if, if Shield's out with a with a quad, um, yeah, I think Cutler um, could jump in there. Uh, half forward line, I've got Snelling, Jones, and Langford. Um, yeah, I think he is really um, really important to us, Langford. And um, yeah, I'd love to see him out there on flank, but to go through the midfield and um, obviously into the forward line as well uh, would be great. Um, if if Langford can't get up. Yeah, I'd love to see Francis uh, get given that that go there to um, you know, give some beautiful delivery into our forward line. Um, full Like the full forward area, um, so Smith playing in the pocket um, and obviously Perkins and Hobbs will be fighting for that spot. Um, Peter Wright and Stringer. Uh, the rucks of Draper, Parrish and Caldwell. Uh, with the interchange of Redmond, Hobbs, McGrath and Francis. Uh, with Cox as our medic uh, sub. Um, but yeah, like it, even in that list, mate, we're, we're missing out some, some bloody quality players. Um, that's a pretty, pretty tough exercise for any of those who've, uh, who've given it a go. Yeah, well, I guess you know, as fans, that's what you want. You, you don't want it to be too easy to pick your 22 because obviously every team gets injuries and now, if you've already picked your 22 and you pick up five or six injuries and you've got no depth, um, you know, it's a pretty scary time. You just know you're going to get, you know, you're going to get mauled at some stage. But, um, yeah, I think the club's done pretty well. Like, you know, we're a fairly young list. Um, and, yeah, like I've probably gone with a uh, Cox and a Perkins, um, you know, in the side holding their spot. 
But, um, you know, the other thing we have to be wary of, the old second-year blues and stuff like that, you know, doesn't always come as easy the next year. So a lot of work's going to have to be done for these kind of players. But, um, yeah, I've just got a you know, good, good instinct about, you know, what these players can do and, you know, really, you know, we heard Cox has put on a lot of weight over the, you know, since he's been drafted, which he needed to do because yep. he was pencil thin and, um, you know, like I think he said he's put on ten to twelve kilos, mate. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I do that over Christmas, but <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a fair effort uh, when you um, are usually lean like that, and and you're actually adding muscle rather than you know helpings of uh, Christmas pudding. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's a He's going to be a really important player to us. Um, you know, they dub him the unicorn, mate. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully it won't be because he gets injured all the time and you never see him. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hoping that, um, yeah, we'll certainly, um, you know, see some great strives from those types of players. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely absolutely take your point there. Like, it was, it was tough uh, for me leaving Perkins out of the squad. I, I love him out there. Um, but I just yeah, sort of thought about okay, who are you going to go? What, a difficult one for me, Jane, um, is McGrath. Um, I had him in the side, but I just don't know where his best position is. I, I kind of feel that, um, yeah, you know, I suppose Crux midfield is a, you know, your parish merits, um, you know, Caldwell, uh, Shield. Um, yeah, obviously, Stringer will run through there. Um, I missed that, mate. Did you not name McGrath? No, nah, McGrath was in there, but I had him on the bench. Oh, so, like, I was going to say, surely. But uh, I mean, yeah, like I absolutely had him in there. But um, <laughs> yeah, where does he play? Um, yeah, we saw in the intra club, uh, you know, both McGrath and, and Merritt had these roles where they were going through the midfield, but cycling down half back as well. And yeah, we've seen how good McGrath can be in the back line. Um, you know, Burst of pace, his, his ability to dodge and weave, and um, read the play, shut down on a on a small forward. Um, uh, but you know, I just found it difficult if you've got these guys. You know, uh, as I said, our, our midfield brigade. Um, where does McGrath factor into all that? Uh, because one thing, you know, while we've got really good uh, midfielders and the good depth of midfielders, the the thing we um, that's constant among most of them is they're all like fairly short, you know, that around, you know, I say short comparatively, um, you know, around that 180 centimetre mark, you know, Parrish, Merritt, um, McGrath, Caldwell, they're all fairly short. So you, I kind of feel like you need a, a bit of a point of difference uh, in there. And that's where you get your, your Langfords, your Shields, your Stringers, um, those who are, you know, a bit bigger bodies um, in there. So, yeah, McGraw was a bit of a head scratcher for me because everyone's saying he's, you know, training the house down. He's a real good leader around the club, um, but just finding his best position on the park, mate. I just found it a bit difficult to to square up. Like, how do you see it? Uh, well, I think on proven form, mm. I think you know, there's no denying he's played his best football as a defensive uh, backman. Mm. Um, you know, on small, small, yeah. You know, he, I remember him taking out Eddie Betts in his prime, you know, like yeah. when you know, he's so to me, 
he is that kind of player that can just lock down and he's got a real work ethic to beat his opponent. Um, I found in the midfield, like, we've all been critical of his just haphazard kicking, you know, where you just grab it and snap it, try and kick it forward. But, you know, there's no conviction in your kicking and um, the turnovers can be pretty costly. Yeah. Um, having said that, I, I did see some improvement in it, you know, at times, but then he had his injury issues. So, um, yeah, it's a really important year for him because, like, you know, number one draft pick, um, you know, he's got fantastic leadership skills. I remember talking to uh, Rob Shaw about this and yeah. we asked him, you know, if, you, if Essendon had their time again and you were the selector, would you pick... Would you pick, um, you know, McGrath? Would you go Taranto or McCluggy? McCluggy, sorry. Yeah. And um, he still said he would have picked McGrath for his leadership. Yeah. But seeing how Taranto and McCluggy just come on, um, you know, we need McGrath to go to the next level as well because, you know, hindsight, you know, I don't know if, if I would be as convicted as um, Rob Shaw and say I would make the same decision, you know, the other two players seem to be, you know, more game changers, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. and it's, um, you know, leadership's great and it's a really vital skill. But uh, bottom line is, you know, if you can become a real dominant player, um, leadership comes with you sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So, you're very, uh, I suppose these are the good decisions to have when you're, um, yeah, looking at the depth like that, um, and we've got to look at yeah where blokes um, are best for the squad, and yeah, obviously yeah, hindsight's wonderful, but I think you know in that first year McGrath played, you know, great point you made there, Jane. Like he 2017, he shut down Eddie Betts in his prime, and yeah, he won the Rising Star. So no one would have um, would have said, oh no, he definitely should have gone this way. Um, so, uh, yeah, revisionist history is always uh, nice, but uh, no, I think either way, we've got a beauty. Um, but uh, I just wanted to go through a few players, James, a few different, uh, I've sort of broken into segments and I'd be interested to get your thoughts um, uh, because I've looked at the list and I sort of thought, okay, there's, there's areas of, you know, we've got real depth, so midfield, and then there's um, areas where we're just real short on players. So, um, a couple of blokes who I reckon fall in a bit of a lucky category, um, uh, James Stewart and Dev Smith, um, because, you know, while obviously they need to work hard to maintain their spot, um, they're, they're, like, they are sort of kind of the only guys who, um, who can play their position, um, you know, with our, with our current list. You know, for Jimmy Stewart, you know, he's the biggest body tall defender. Uh, we don't have another guy who can take on the gorillas, uh, you know, you think, you know, the guys who we have on the list that could potentially fill that role, you know, you've got Hurley, you've got Brand, Reed, Ayer, none of them are yet fit enough for the level. So, you know, Reed and Hurley obviously battling injury, um, Aaron Brand still developing as young defenders and, uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll develop really well, um, yeah, hopefully with plenty of VFL games this year. Uh, but Jimmy Stewart is, is going to be one we're going to be relying on a lot. So he's going to be... Uh, getting a lot of game time. Deb Smith, you know, a lot of us, um, you know, really uh, were disappointed at some of the some of the way 
he acted out on the field last year, you know, giving away 50 meter penalties and, um, you know, just, yeah, being, you know, I suppose being pretty selfish out there, you know, with his uh, sort of rude comments to, to umpires and stuff like that, where he knew it wasn't going to change uh, the decision. Um, but on the other side, you know, he seems to have got his body uh, body right and he's a niggly little forward, mate. And uh, with the absence of Tipper, uh, I reckon he's got a big role to play for us as a small forward because our stocks are pretty slim. Yeah, well, I think fitness will be a big thing for him. Like, we know he's had that troublesome knees, um, you know, and you know, he's definitely got the skill level for it. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, he's getting to that age where, you know, he's no younger a young player. You know, he's mm. more than a mature player. And, um, you know, he, he'll know the importance of this. And I'm sure, you know, there's been lots of discussions between him and the coaching group, what they need out of him. Mm. So and I think Dev's more mature to accept that. And, um, you know, whilst he might have uh, white line fever, I'm sure he'll know where he stands within the club. And, you know, he, that'll make him like, a little bit more caution to go against the grain. Um, you know, well, you hope that's the case. Um, because, you know, he's definitely a talented player. And mm. um, yep. we're definitely, you know, we saw him win a best and fairest, mate. So, yeah. um, you know, we just we've never seen the tackling numbers like he was that year. Like, you know, it was a real one out of the box. Yeah. And um, he's obviously not playing as much midfield as he did in that initial year. But um, I think he can, you know, have a big role to play, especially with players like, you know, players like Perkins and, that who rests forward, yeah. Um, yeah, he's really got a lot to on pass, I think. And um, yeah, let's hope you know it's a, a stellar year for him because you know um, he kind of owes the club a little bit now. I think he was in front after his first year or two, but yeah, yeah, I think he's at that stage where it's time to top it up again. Absolutely. Um, so I'll go uh, gone for the lucky now to the unlucky. Um, yeah, I think Nick Bryan uh, is you know one of the ones that pops out to me. You know, he's a really promising young ruckman, uh, but he'll sit behind Draper as our number one ruck, and he might also be pipped by Phillips, who obviously has a more mature body. Uh, you know, I'd love to see him in a dual ruck combo with with Draper, um, and if he can prove adept in the forward line, James, I reckon he'd go a long way to pushing his cause, in my opinion, because yeah, we've seen he's he's a lovely kick of the footies. Generally got good hands, makes good decisions, um, but he's still like in terms of a ruckman, um, pretty lightly framed and uh, still got a bit of craft to work on with his ruck work. So I reckon he's a bit unlucky. You know, other sides they'd be playing him straight away, but um, you know we've got Draper who's just uh, showing himself as a bit of a beast. Uh, I think next- the other battle for him, mate, is that with Peter Wright, a permanent fixture up forward, mm-hmm. um, even though he can rest. He can do a bit of the ruck work. Um, you know, you, you just can't be too top-heavy in this game. Like, it, yep. it's a real, you know, sometimes pace really can hurt you. And if you're mm. too stagnant um, and the other team gets a run on, it's, you know, you just can't be too top-heavy. And as, as agile as he is, he's, you know, he's certainly not going to beat, you know, potentially a player like a Waterman or, you know, a Guelphie that could potentially run better and play a role 
resting forward or off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with him, he, you know, with Peter right there, it's hard to see regular football with Draper, Wright, and Brian all in the same side. That that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, no, I think that's a very fair call. Um, next one I reckon's unlucky is uh, Perkins. Um, you know, for me, he's a very promising player. Like we all we all know that he's very talented, um, but he'll he'll still need to scrap for a spot. Um, you know, with many others, you know, with the return of Caldwell, McGrath, Shield, uh, and he moved into Durham. Like these are kind of guys all scrapping for the, uh, similar positions there. Like I would I would hope that he'd get you know still plenty of opportunity, uh, particularly in our forward line there. Um, but uh, you know. At the end of the day, it comes down to position, and um, yeah, I, I think any other year, yeah, we'd we'd be uh, you know chucking him into the into the fire, but uh, yeah, and it's the same thing for Cox. Like again, uh, he's another very promising player. He offers us a lot of versatility, uh, but he'll have to fight hard for a spot. Um, uh, you know, I still think he'll get plenty of games with his height and athleticism, and, and the fact that you can. Yeah, if you really need a bit of a break glass, if we need a forward, if we need someone on the wing, if we need a defender, you know, he's got that height. A Ruckman, you know, we saw him give that a go in the inter-club. Um, but you sort of think for team balance, um, you know, will he be picked every week? And as you said, there's a second second year blues. Um, uh, but who knows there? I mean, oh, they're, they're probably my, my bigger calls. Like, what do you reckon of those two, James? Yeah, I still think uh, the club will double down on them. I think they'll both play most games. I, I think if they're fit, I think um, the club will want to get games into them. Um, as I said, uh, I think the club's really keen, obviously, to progress up the ladder. And I think it's proven you get more games into your players and, um, yeah, they they tend to get you know, to the elite level once they get to their 70 plus if they've got the skill level. So I think the only way to do that is just keep chucking them in. Obviously, if they're going through ruts of bad form, then obviously um, I don't think it's right to just reward them with game times just to clock up the game's tally. But, I mean, um, I just think they've both got you know high-end talent and um, they seem to have the pedigree to double down. So I think they'll play a lot of footy. I think the ones that are unlucky for me are players like Matt Guelphy. Um I think he's a classic utility. Um, yeah. And every year he seems to be right on the fringe. Um, yeah. But his effort is just so obvious when you're there watching the game. And although he gets the pretty boy tag, he certainly works hard. And, um, yeah, he's a tireless competitor. And same with... Um, Play like Sam Durham, you know, mm. these are the, you know, we saw a lot of skill after he got picked up. Um, you know, I, I really liked his tenacity and, you know, I think his skill level could improve a tiny bit, but, um, yeah, I think he's going to be a real player for us. But, yeah, he's another one. It's the same guys, Cox, Perkins, and then you've got Guelphie and Durham waiting on the wings. Like, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see yeah, and then we're not even talking about a player like Waterman, mm. who could be really important as a goal kicker. Yep. Um, and if he's improved his tank, because it it was pretty obvious he was, you know, needed a bit of work on that after you know years of chronic fatigue and 
and so forth. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, so uh, they don't want to, yeah, I suppose put a bit of a um, uh, spotlight on a couple of players, Jane, um, who I reckon need to lift. And, um, yeah, I'd love to see, hear your thoughts um, on this. Uh, the first one for mine is uh, Ham. Um, look, he showed a lot of promise uh, in his early years with the Bombers and um, the coaches obviously backed him in. Um, yeah, signed him up again. Um, but I kind of feel like he stagnated. Um, you know, he's a beautiful runner. Um, you know, he knows how to get different spots and has a, you know, pretty big kick on him. And, and like when he wants to, he can be a really accurate kick. Um, but obviously with his smaller frame, he, he's sort of shown a bit of a, um, it's not an unwillingness, but it's an inability to find his own footy and, and to tackle or take defenders on. Um, you know, I think he's got a booming kick, as I said, but you know, he's largely ineffective uh, because he, he rushes it. I'd, I'd love to see him lift because, um, you know, he's going to be one that, you know, there's, you know, three, four, five blokes now fighting for that spot that, um, you know, he, he potentially could have shored up uh, by now. So I'd love to see him lift. Uh, and the other one um, is, is Aaron Francis. You know, I'm, I won't be alone here. Um, and we all know he's absolutely got all the tools to be uh, like a really good player in the AFL competition. Um, all reports are that he's doing really well in the preseason. Um, you know, obviously with our, um, we've got quite a lot of defenders now. Um, his role sort of been almost taken there. So Ben Rutten gave him the challenge. He said, look, I want you to be a forward. And, and he's actually taken to it. He's shown really good positive attitude towards going, yep, no worries. I'll, I'll do what's needed for the team. Uh, and apparently training pretty well there. And we see in the intra-club, he was flying for marks. He showed good hands and all the rest of it. But that's training. We need to see it translate into games. Um, and throughout the whole game, not just a quarter here or there. We need it, you know, four-quarter effort from Francis um, because that's what's going to be needed for him to keep his spot in the side. Um, like, what do you reckon of that? And, like, is, are there any other players you reckon need to lift, Jane? Yeah, I think you're right with him. Um, yeah. Uh, look, he, his body shape and size um, certainly made it hard for him especially I'm going to say even more so in COVID times because mm. we found that the bigger bodies were playing more footy. Um, so I think he was really at a disadvantage. Um, you know, not that it has to be level, but, you know, he, he really stood out sometimes just how much weight he was giving away. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not sold that he's super skilled, put it that way. Um, yeah, he's certainly got a long kick. Um, and I think uh, whether it's a, his concern for his welfare or what, but um, yeah, some of his, even his chip kicking can be a bit astray. Um, so I think there's certainly areas of improvement for him. And yeah, he, he only got a one-year deal, mate, even though Melbourne were showing some interest apparently. So um, yeah, he knows, he, he'd know where he sits in the list and he'll know he'll have to work bloody hard to retain his spot. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, you know, we'd all like to see him be successful and, and work his way into, you know, getting some senior footy this year and regular senior footy at that. But um, it's not going to be handed to him. And you know, as long as he knows that, 
that's important for him to know. Yep. Um, and he needs to do the work to, you know, to keep working on that body to get him in the best position to win the footy. Yeah. But um, yeah, a player for me that needs to lift and, um, you know, when I say he needs to lift, he needs opportunity as well as, um, you know, Brendan Zirk Thatcher. I think yeah. um, we talked about James Stewart being that big body, but, you know, I think if Zirk does the work, uh, and that's a poet who didn't know it, but I, <laughs> I mean, um, if, if he does do the work, uh, he's proven to be a very effective defender. Um, and, you know, he certainly takes on the bigger beasts, even if he might give away a bit of body size. Um, we know he, he can be, he looks a step slow sometimes, and uh, sometimes his kicking can be a little bit <laughs> hard in mouth kind of stuff. But, I mean, um, the club, I think, gave him a two-year deal, maybe from memory. Um, yeah. They, you know, so they obviously see him. Um, we need to see him push towards senior footy because, to be honest, um, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, James Stewart is not a good enough player to be able to be a lockdown uh, member of our backline. Um, and that's not that I don't want him to be. It's just that from all the evidence, you couldn't say that he's a permanent starting six in our backline and you don't want him to be. You know, we want the bar lifted. So that's why it's important for, you know, for him to have challenges like Zerk Thatcher or, you know, um, you know, later on down the track, I know Zach Reed's been battling away with injury, but, um, you know, we all hope that he can get a chance to prove himself because, you know, there's a lot of recruiters out there who think he was the best of the three out of Cox and Perkins. And, um, you know, obviously he's had some growing pains. Um, you know, he's, he's grown at a rapid rate apparently, mate. And, um, yeah, it brings along some, you know, concerns. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, you know, I, I probably respectfully disagree with you on Stuart there, Jane. Um, mm. I, I really like him as a player. Um, you, I think you're absolutely correct in that, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff um, that he he just doesn't show the natural, um, it's not necessarily ability, but willingness. Um, he, he's not the bloke who's going to, um, you know, get in the face of a of a forward. He's not the most physical bloke. Like he's he's a massive dude, and you know he got guns bigger than Popeye. But um, he he's not the he's not a niggly back or um, you know someone who's going to really sh- like show his muscle around. Um, but you know we we saw Alex Rance in his his part time role with the club. But that's something he really worked on. Like he was telling him, no, get in his face, like. Or you know, before the ball comes in, push him off his line, make him think that you know you're you're going to you know um, be there and, and not let him get the footy. So that's definitely something needs to work on, and um, yeah, definitely something uh, that is missing from his game. Um, what I like about Jimmy Stewart though is beautiful kick of the footy, um, and yeah, we just seen he, he just continues to scrap, um, you know, whether he's in the contest or not. Um, Again, I'll take your point. I think uh, he, he could be um, sort of led to the footy a bit um, um, or, you know, fall behind his man. Um, sort of be beaten to the drop of the ball. Um, but uh, he's something I, I really feel is worth persisting with um, uh, in, in years to come. Um, but, 
you're, you're absolutely not wrong. We, we do need that bar to lift um, if the back six is going to be uh, effective because we saw last year, you know, even though we were one of the better scoring teams, we also got scored against uh, quite a lot. So um, nah, some good calls uh, from yourself there, Jame. And um, yeah, I think all of us would love to see Zerk Thatcher um, you know, rise. Um, uh, for me, it's 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 a bit of a confidence thing. Like he's he seems to have all the tools and seems to read it well. But um, I guess it's hard to gain that confidence and that that opportunity piece you talked about, James, is really important. Where if you if you're getting you know a game here or there, but dropped immediately after, and we saw it with Langford, you know it's hard to gain that confidence to back your skills and um, and really go for stuff. So it's a bit of a double edged sword there. But um, yeah, I'm so sure during the course of the year we'll see him out there on the park and I hope he uh, puts his best foot forward. Um, Let's go to the um, other predictions, mate. Yeah. If you're um, okay with this. Um, now, this is a long way out, so we're not held to this, mate. Yeah. But I'll be interested just to vault this one um, for our conversations. So as of February 17, <laughs> who wins the Crichton, mate? <laughs> Sounds ridiculous to say, but just to bolt it, like what's lost like your opinion right now? Yeah, look for mine. Um, I reckon Darcy Parish. I think you know he um, just had that breakout year last year. Like polled super well in the in the Brownlow, and that's you know from a a starting point where the first what four games or so he's still playing forward pocket, uh, and then he was almost forced into the midfield. Um, we, we kind of had no one else and he, he just went like a rocket. Um, so I reckon a full season of that, given the pre-season he's had as well, I'm going to go with Darcy Parrish. What about yourself, mate? Yeah, well, I'm going to stick with what I know and yeah, I think Zach Merritt's still in his prime and um, just uh, yeah, I think he's ready to, you know, he's not ready to give up the, the reigning tag and I think he'll hold on to the Crichton once more. Oh, nice. Leading goal kicker, mate. That's a, um, you know, we've all discussed about our um, yeah, forward lines really makeshift or has that feel to being makeshift. It's really hard to pinpoint who's going to be our main goal kicker. Um, you know, Jake Stringer is probably the most proven forward who can kick goals, but we know we spend. When he, if he gets back on the ground fairly early, he'll spend a lot of time midfield, um, as he did last year. Also, you know, you've got young up-and-coming players like Jones and um, we've got Francis and Wright and, you know, with AMT maybe having a delayed start. It wasn't an easy one, but I'm kind of backing in Peter Wright here. I, I think he'll play the most consist, uh, consistently up forward and, um, yeah, you know, I don't think he'll kick bags of goals, but I, I think he can, you know, knock up his two or three and um, if he can get two a week each week. And we know in the past for Essendon, like if you're kicking 50 goals, um, yeah, you're right up there in our goal kicking. You know, I think last year it was around the 50 odd mark, which Stringer won. Um, so yeah, I reckon a couple of goals a week, Peter Wright's definitely got that in. Yeah, that's a that's a great call, James. Um, I'm going to go slightly different uh, to the man you just mentioned. Um, 
yeah, Janky Stringer. I, I think, um, you know, he, he's obviously had a, a great year last year uh, when he came back from injury. Uh, saw how important he was for us. Yes, he goes into the into midfield, but uh, yeah, he's a real barometer for us. And what, particularly when he goes out forward, kicks a couple of goals, gets excited, uh, and he gets on a roll. Um, you know, he can always be a bit of a one man show. And uh, I think, um, yeah, I'm going to back him into, you know, to to kick that, you know, fifty goals, mate. Um, because I think with the running he's done, he'll be able to back up his efforts uh, time and time again. Um, I actually listened to that podcast. I don't know if you did yourself, James, um, How They Train. Um, and uh, he was talking about the, the different running he did. So he talked about last preseason. Um, you know, he had a real focus on, on actually running because he, he, he sort of admitted he hadn't really run over 2Ks in about six years or something like something ridiculous like that, like as in constant running. Um, whereas, uh, so for that preseason, like he done a lot of long distance stuff, um, and uh, you know now this preseason he's like, okay, I've now got my like a good fitness base for running. Um, he's doing a lot of work on repeat efforts, and I think that'll be the important thing. So um, that endurance to um, to do those burst efforts, whether it's out of the midfield, whether it's leading for a mark, he'll be able to back those up and I think that'll put him in real good stead to uh, kick a lot of goals for us um, but certainly uh, yeah Peter Wright down there will be a, a good target for us so what's the next one Jane? Uh, this is the best first year player and I don't think I'll be uh, you know the first one to claim this that you know Hobbs seems to stand out the you know of our incoming players um, you know McDonough is is obviously more mature and um, I'm sure if he gets his opportunity, he might play regular footy um, if we require someone on that flank, um, halfback flank. But yeah, I think Ben Hobbs most likely to play the most amount of games and really seems to have a good head on his shoulders and uh, yeah, he'll get a lot of development out of that. So yeah, Ben Hobbs for me. Yeah, that's a good call, Jane. Um yeah, I've gone for Alistair Lord. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> very lightly framed Alistair Lord. I'm sure he'll excite us in years to come, but I think uh, not just yet. Yeah, I've gone for Ben Hobbs as well, mate. Um, yeah, I, I just can't wait to see him out there. I think, yeah, he'll, um, he'll, he'll definitely have to learn the, um, uh, yeah, the rigours of um, AFL footy, but from all, all, all we've seen, he's, he's just an animal. He just loves the contest, loves to go after it. So, well, yeah, I can't wait to see him out there. And lastly, uh, the most improved. Um, I, I guess I could have flipped the coin and gone either way. I, I was tossing between, you know, Aaron Francis, which I hope we're going to see a massive improvement from. But I ended up going with Jai Caldwell, and that's only because the bar is so low with him in terms of, you know, he had that injury, mm. you know, didn't really get a good chance at it. I mm. think he could have a massive statement he stays uh, if his body stays sound, and um, yeah, I think he could be our most improved. But you know, kind of wish a bit. You know, I'd love to say that Aaron Francis was too, because um, if he was to be our most improved, it means he's had a really good season. Yeah, that's a that's a great call, James. Uh, with Caldwell, I mean, yeah, I suppose all of us forget that you know he was on GWS list before us. Um, 
but really hasn't played a lot of games just due to injury, a lot of soft tissue injuries. Um, so, yeah, he'd be a great um, um, candidate for our most improved. I've, I've gone a bit of a different tack. Um, I've gone for Harrison Jones. Um, I just thought, like, in the games he played last year, um, we saw how important he was for us. Um, but obviously he was still quite lightly framed. But what we saw from him is that willingness to run and, um, you know, create options. And he, like, apart from the Hawthorne game where he had a bit of the yips and, um, you know, couldn't put one through, uh, he was a bit of a dead idea uh, in front of goal. And what I'd love to see from him, now that he's filled out his frame a little bit and um, seems to have a bit more confidence about himself, uh, it's really take the game on, and I think he could be a really important cog for us about centre half forward line. Um, you know, using his his running and his good hands and his kicking for goal to uh, um, see the bombers fly up. So I'll I'll go with Harry Jones for that. All right. Well, I think yeah, that's a first uh, base of the you know podcast for twenty twenty two. Like obviously, yeah, next what's up next, mate, for us in terms of the the forty. Before you say, we got the uh, the doggies uh, at uh, I think it's just the the hangar on the Wednesday, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then following that, I think we got the the Saints on a practice match. It might be the next Sunday. Uh, I'll probably have that wrong. Um, I know they're in about there um, somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, that's yeah the next couple of weeks, um, uh, which will be yeah pretty pretty exciting to see the boys um yeah actually out there, um yeah against yeah quality opposition sides, um before he uh yeah crack into the season proper um, but just in terms of the season proper, James, so we don't know. You know, predictions for who's going to do what, but yeah, you know, what I'd love to hear again from long range, mate, is uh, you know, where do you reckon Essendon will finish for the 2022 season? Well, mate, um, you know, oh, I'd love to say, you know, top four. Um, I'm not that, I'm not that um, bullish as old uh, Maddie Knights would say on that at the moment. I, I. Probably, I reckon we can finish around six to eight. That's where I'm at the moment. I really think we should baseline it at eight. I really think, um, obviously, depending on injuries, but I mean, yeah. we're good enough to play finals footy, and that should be the target, which I'm sure it is. Um, obviously, there's going to be teams that improve, and some teams will fall away. Um, but I think for us, we you know, I would like to see us, you know, obviously finish higher than six to eight. But, I mean, from a realist, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I think that's a fair call, James. I'm, I'm much the same. I reckon anywhere between six and tenth. Mm. We saw how tight those positions were to actually get uh, get in the top eight. Um, you know, I think, yeah, we've got the best midfield depth we've had for, for a long time. Um uh, but where we're going to be stretched is our, you know, back and in, in our forward line. Um, but you know, if with a with a good system of play and um, hopefully some guys developing into the roles uh, that we require of them, um, you know, we're 
we're going to be in a much better space to uh, hopefully um, not only just stay in games, but um, also to start demonstrating a, a level of maturity where um, we just will ourselves to every contest, you know, during those tight games and not give up those, those ones where we got run over in the end. Um, you know, we'll have to, as I said, like stick to that system of play designed by Track and Cara and Gia, um, and particularly if we're going to be vying for a spot in that top six. Um, yeah, it's going to be pretty tough. We've, you know, I suppose in terms of our draw, um, I suppose it's more favourable and we've got a lot more games at home, but still against pretty um, tough opposition. Um, uh, so it'll be, um, yeah, pretty interesting. I mean, we, we play uh, what Port twice, Richmond twice, um, uh, West Coast at Optus Stadium, uh, Sydney twice at home and away. Uh, so some pretty tough uh, games there, um, you know, as well as the, uh, you know, obviously the, re the rest through the season. Uh, so not all, there, there won't be any gimmies, um, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping for, obviously hoping for, for six. I'd love to see us um, have a home final and have that best chance to, to win our first, but uh, certainly I'm not um, uh, expecting we, we go right to the top. Uh, just uh, just to prove that point on this, we play St Kilda Saturday to March the fifth, yep. uh, seven ten at Marvel. So, um, yeah, it's not too far away. And you know, when you think about you know the practice match against the Dogs at the uh, Hangar, that'll be one to really have a good look at, and then follow that on with a game against the Saints, and probably a good side to match yourselves up against. Uh, yeah, they're probably a team that will want to, you know, improve strongly on last year and, um, you know, they'll be looking to take our spot in the eight. So um, even though it's only a, you know, community series game, um, you know, I, I tend to feel there might be a bit of feeling in that game. And, uh, yeah, I think there'll be, you know, more than just your regular practice match. Yeah, bloody hell. Mm. All right, well, um, that's our first one back, mate. Um, good to be back. Um and we hope you enjoyed it. And, yeah, let's hope that, um, you know, it's not too far away and we've got regular bomber action coming up. So till next time, go Bombers. Go Dons.